Hey, everybody. This is Bill Kenny, CEO of Focus Lab, a global B2B brand agency. Today, I'm back with another episode of The Debrief. As a reminder, The Debrief series is all about meeting with our past clients and discussing their rebrand, pulling back the curtain, and really talking about what it's like to go through a rebrand. In this episode, I speak with Cuddlesoft co-founders Frank and Emily, and we talk about their rebrand experience with Focus Lab. A few highlights from the show today are uh, discussing what it was like to go through a rebrand during COVID. That's always interesting. Uh, discussing what it is like when you have to sign off on your final design when you're going through a rebrand process. Uh, it is scary, hint. Uh, and then finally, uh, there was a really nice highlight in today's show about the power and impact uh, and even the surprise to most uh, that words bring to a rebrand exercise. So I hope you enjoy this valuable conversation. Frank, Emily, Emily and Frank, hello. Uh, I'm excited to chat with you. It's It's been a while. For what it's worth, we actually never met during the project. Uh, so this is the first time we're meeting, which is cool. Uh, I'm excited to chat with you. And we're going to talk about the Cuddlesoft rebrand. But first, can you just take a minute, introduce yourselves and just let people know like what Cuddlesoft is and what you all do? Hey, I'm Emily Morehouse. I'm the Director of Engineering and one of the co-founders of Cuddlesoft. And I'm Frank Valcarcel, the director of operations, and also one of the co-founders. And uh, and Cuddlesoft, for those who don't know, um, it sounds like it's a fabric software company, but it's not. Um, it's a software engineering and consulting agency. We focus on product development, and we like to think that we deliver the refreshingly human touch to software development. Yeah, which we'll talk about because I think that was part of the rebrand, right? I was actually just reading through um, your launch blog because I was trying to figure out the date of the actual launch. Um, and I read through it again to kind of relive that moment of your launch. So we'll talk about what you're trying to get out of that. Um, so let's talk about some of those dates. But first, um, Cuddlesoft is how many years old now? Eight, which we can talk about because <laughs> okay, the brand was the brand launch um, was supposed to occur around our seven year anniversary. And, uh, and we did some we built, we created some products around seven years. And so we, uh, we snuck it in just before the eight year mark, like okay. a couple months ago. Yeah. So long enough. Yeah. I mean, eight years for what it's worth is a long time, right? Like focus Lab, we've been around for 12. I know what it's like to go through these years of growing a business. Eight years feels like a long time and it is a long time. Uh, so congrats to you all. I'm excited to, to kind of relive the rebrand experience and what year eight might look like for you all. So, um, a couple of fun facts. You've reached out to us, Focus Lab, on October 8th of 2020. Yikes, what a scary year. I was looking at that going like, hmm, um, an interesting year to reach out to a company and say, hey, we want to rebrand. Um, yep. So just throwing that out there. It probably feels like a long time ago. It feels like a long time ago to me. Yeah, it feels, it feels like a long time ago to us. <laughs> Pandemic time warp and... It all just seems like it was yesterday and forever away at the same time. It's really yeah. Weird. yeah. Uh, and then the brand, uh, not quite two years later, finally went live. So we went through all that process with you. We worked on the Cuddlesoft brand, and then eventually it rolled out. Um, August 18th was the timestamp on the blog post uh, of this year. So a few months ago at this point, how did you know it was time to rebrand? 
especially in a year like 2020. Tell us all about that whole experience. Uh, I mean, we knew it was time before then. I think a lot of people went through some types of um, peaks and valleys of either business operation and worry about the world and stuff. And so I think we we just decided like, hey, there's a few priorities that you know, things that we really want to do, things that to us are really valuable for the company for the long term. Mm -hmm. um, and so 2020 was one of those years where you just had like a re you did a re inventory of the of okay we're gonna make it on the other end of this what do we want to do like you know spend a lot of time indoors yeah <laughs> and having conversations mm -hmm. with like all right well if we make it through this like what kind of company do we still want to have at the other end and what kind of company do we want to grow on the other end yeah it was something that we had talked about for a while that we knew we wanted to do we just we had very clearly hit some roadblocks with our brand maturity um mm -hmm. and it was something that like when we first put together a brand for cuddlesoft we didn't think all that hard about it right like we had the name the name was unlocked that was like one of the deal breakers for frank from that the was, beginning was like i don't care what we do but we're going to call it cuddlesoft that was the hill i was willing to cool. die on um, which is the hill, right? Like the name is, is like very solidly us. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that we could position ourselves in a way that was going to allow us to really build on our strengths and our recognition. And we got to the point where we're like, we, we actually stopped using our old logo, right? Yeah. Like it was so mm -hmm. bad that we were like, we can't crop it in certain ways. We can't scale it in certain ways. Like we tried to go to like a single color version of it, but then like nobody really loved it. And like, we just couldn't do what we needed to do with the tools that we had. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think we were sitting there in 2020 going, this is the thing that we are going to invest in because it's going to unlock so many other doors for us down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. You're right. 2020 was a year of reflection for everybody uh, in some capacity. Uh, I actually just recalled we rebranded ourselves, Focus Lab product placement, product placement uh, in product placement. 20. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, we, we did the same thing. Right. What are we going to do in this downtime? We also matured. We also were not reflecting who we actually were through our brand. So we did the same exact thing uh, as you all did. All right, so you realized it was time. Now you had to go through the task of finding the right partner. So I don't know what I don't know being on the other side of that, but I can only assume that is not easy for people that are trying to figure out who the hell are we gonna work with and what matters to us. Um, so can you kind of describe what that was like to look for an agency partner and what you were actually looking for in that partner? You really loved the search, so. Yeah. Um, it was a, you know what, it was a fun experience. Cause like, I think it built, it, it created like a whole new perspective and empathy for like what our clients go through. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we, we talked to, we talked to a handful of different groups and there were like, there were definitely agencies or, um, small teams that we felt like could deliver. Um, but we weren't feeling the vibe wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so something you don't know, um, I think Will does know this, um, but I had reached out to Focus Lab like a couple of years before when we were thinking about it. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, and I didn't get a response. What? <laughs> so I and I told I told. I Will won't even story. speculate why that is. Yeah, I told Will the story. He said something about you know the form um, on the website, which we've experienced ourselves, so we know that's a challenge. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, her and I just weren't feeling the vibe. We weren't feeling like the synchronicity with the we we had whittled it down to one team. And it's, there's just something that felt off. And we we're like, listen, this is going to be one of the largest investments we make in the business mm-hmm. uh, without, you know, any clear, like, ROI necessarily. This is going to be something yeah. that we need a really good partner because, like, you really don't know. Like, you kind of come in with subjective subjective assumptions, like things that we have built up over at the time was it six years, five years of being in business. You don't know how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to send one. I'm going to send Focus Lab another, another like form submission, another email. Maybe they'll reach out to us this time. Um, and and you did. And uh, my first conversation with Will, I was like, this is, yeah, this, this is, is the connection. This feels, right. this feels right. It seems like they do business similar to how we do business. It seems like they care to a level very similar deeply to like like how we care. Um, and then from that moment on, it was like, all right, I got to, I got to convince Emily that forget all of the work and all of the conversations and meetings we've had. We're starting over. <laughs> <laughs> How was that, Emily? I think it was really clear from the first moment that I had a chance to meet the team that the focus was solely on like the excitement of the brand and like, how are we going to work together and just like do great work? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a really collaborative process. And I think um, I'm sure that there's kind of a spectrum of involvement for, you know, your clients being involved in the process of putting things together. And I know we were probably on the more involved end of it. Um, But we just, we never, we never felt, felt like we were being sold to. We never told, like felt like we were being told what we wanted to hear and mm-hmm. it was that sort of like stripped down honesty of like you you have to be able to be completely honest about like your gut reactions to things how it's making you feel and we knew from day 1 that that was what we were getting so additional fun fact um focus lab is deep in the process of writing a book and i am literally coming off the chapter last night about writing about how you select the agency you want to work with. And at the end of that chapter, I spent a whole section on talking about a people fit. And I used the word vibe in there. And this idea of like, you have to trust your instincts because as much as you don't want it to come down to that, sometimes it comes down to that. And that's not a bad thing, right? Like you're going to be wedded to these people for a period of time with that level of investment. You should have a feeling quote unquote vibe that makes you feel good about where you're going with it. The other stuff is table stakes, which is what we always say. The craft, the quality of the work, all that stuff should be expected. But what's that thing that tips you over the edge? They're great people. They align to our values. They seem like us as a business, Um, which I did want to quote something um, that is on that blog post that I saw on your site when I was reliving the project today. And I was like, oh man, they got me with these words. On that blog post, you say, and this feels so much like Focus Lab too. I'm like, yes, yes. Um, you say, for a long time now, we've understood that Cuddlesoft is a service business first and a technology business second, that our partners don't care 
how much we know until they know how much we care. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. And I'm glad that you saw that in us as well, because we feel the same exact way. For us, it is about the experience. It's not about, have I cooked you a good steak? Yes, you've cooked me a good steak. It has to be about more than that. right? So we work through that process with you. Awesome. We went on a little tangent there, but I think that was worth going on. No, it's okay. I mean, this is something that I'm, I preach a lot of, you know, like I, I tell my team all the time that like what we deliver is code, but we're really in the business of trust. Yes. Yep. Well said. And it, let's get, let's continue. Let's stay on our soapbox then for a minute. It will be businesses like ours that care about that, that then lead. We lead the way and we're the ones that build I, I do believe this. We are, we, we're the ones that lead and build the way forward because we're able to focus on, you know, what do you want to call it? Greater good. We've got better morals. It's not really about that, but it is, we understand what is most important. We're able to elevate above the craft because it has to be more than just that. So, um, so you saw that in us. So we started working together. Yay. Uh, I'm really glad you reached back out that freaking form. I got to tell you, like when that thing was doing whatever it was doing and people were like, hey, I reached out, never heard back from you. And then I continue like, even you know, whatever years later, I'm like, oh, my God, who knows who reached out that thought that we were not everything we just said right here, (laughs) which is a people first caring type of company. Uh, I'm glad you reached back out. So let's get into the project then. So we start working together. Uh, I only have two questions here, but we can kind of take this in any direction. The first question I want to ask you is. What was the most challenging part of the rebrand? If you had to narrow it down to a single thing, what did you find the hardest? Um, I think the hardest part was, um, and this is actually kind of like maybe jumping into the process a little bit. Um, For me, the hardest part was um, knowing when to push a little bit further and like not accept something that didn't feel a thousand percent Mm -hmm. right. Um, and so we had a discussion, we did, we actually opted to like add on an additional round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we were like, we don't really know where it's going to go. Like we were going to do something wildly creative where like a bunch of people, not necessarily on our project who are in the office came together threw a bunch of stuff at the wall. And we're like, we could do this and nothing could stick. And like, we just, we know that we've exhausted it or we could do this and we know we're going to get like that final sort of like punch to it that we needed. Um, and we went for it and it was scary, (laughs) but it was so worth it because I think we were just absolutely ecstatic with like where we ended up with it. So, yeah, I think she's talking about the logo mark and then the mascot. Yes. Yeah. I thought she was going to say the dot pattern. That was one of those things that we had so many iterations of, and we had an idea and like we felt in the beginning that we maybe couldn't articulate what Mm -hmm. we saw well enough. Mm -hmm. Um, but then Bud showed us what we were thinking and we we're like, okay, yeah. Now when you see it, it's like, uh, this idea wasn't as good as we thought it was. <laughs> um, That's part of the journey. Yeah. But you know, going back to this idea of like trust and then vibe too, I think there was a point where I was like, I'm happy with it. I'm good with it. I'm content. Um, it wasn't exciting to me, but I was also like trying to adapt to this idea that everything's going to be very, very new. And, mm-hmm. and Will was really helpful in like telling us like, Hey, you know, it's not gonna be love at first sight. And like, you really need to be prepared for that. And I think that was really helpful because like, you know, we didn't have the history with the new brand that we were helping, you know, where we were involved in the process of developing, like we did the old one. We also didn't yes. have all the baggage either. Um, but actually, you know, to Bud's credit, like 
I think there was, there was like the final round. I was satisfied. Emily, I think he could tell wasn't quite there. Yeah. And then he was like, you know, I'm going to give it one more. I'm going to give it one more shot. And then like when we finally saw the last version, you're talking about like very micro iterations, small changes. Um, And then, but when when we saw the final one, we were like, yeah, I think, I think you freaking nailed it. Like now we are, yes, this we think this is perfect and and that's going to become it hasn't yet but that is going to become a very um like elaborate interactive portion of our brand um in the near future love it i um i'm going to say two things i actually remember that i wasn't on the project right so y'all didn't interface with me but our team is small enough where i still see the vast majority of all the work that happens week to week and as a past designer i can't help but live in those channels and see all the stuff that's going out, right? Like I don't need to direct in any way. The team is really strong and has their own powers, but I love seeing what's happening. And I could see the iterations that were happening happening on that pattern specifically. Should it look more organic? Should it look more kind of like sharp and jaggedy? By the end, it is small, but small, small changes make a difference. I was going to secondly highlight the fact that like what you're stating is a very common challenge in every project right? Like the brand is so close to you all it is your business. And you have us going like, well, we think this would work great for you. We think this would work great. It's, it doesn't mean that we're just throwing things over the fence and saying like, yeah, it's fine. It'll work for you. And we hope that you'd like it, but there's a different level of attachment and, and like critique that you all have to live with on your side. And you're like, well, we have to live with it forever. It needs to be the best. And what a challenging tight walk that is because it actually doesn't need to be the best. And you may not love it on day one. So we're all trying to figure out, but what's the right, what's the right line in that very kind of gray, scary feeling yeah. that's happening. Ultimately, we always, well, we always get there 98% of the time, right? So it's like, trust yeah. the process, build work from a level of trust and appreciation of each other. And yeah. you will be able to get through that. No problem. Yeah, I mean, in this case, I think Will was wrong because, you know, when we finally got to those final versions, Emily and I, it was love at first sight. Yeah, we knew, we knew it was that we we're like, close the book, like, it's done. <laughs> like, yeah, um, but I think, I think you bring up a really good point. It's something that I've been sort of reflecting on is like, I think as we went through the process, it was like a surgeon-like level of precision to sort yes. of like make that cut and detach ourselves and like who we are Mm. from the brand right Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think we had to kind of balance that of like it still has to feel authentic and it still has to feel like us but we have to sort of like let it be its own thing yeah on its own so yeah well said it is surgeon level and everybody's surgical cut is in a different spot too that's kind of you know, the challenge on our side, not that th- it's important to get into that here, but like we can't always figure out where that line is either. Like we have to almost figure that out per the dynamics of the project, the personality of the team that we're working with. Where's that cut? I think it's here. No, it's not. It's over here. Okay. Let's, let's figure it out. Um, Hey, Will, I don't know if you heard that, but they said you were wrong, buddy. Uh, and shout out to Bud. I know you had a lot of other great people on your project in that project. Most challenging. Great. Understand that. What was the most surprising? Was there any like, oh, I didn't expect that in any regard, good or bad? I honestly think so. Shout out to another team member. But I honestly think it was like kind of like Haley and Idoya together, seeing 
a little bit of Cuddlesoft that we were too close to see. Mm. Um, and then they asked for things that like, I don't know if it's typical or not, but they asked for like stories from our team. I was like, Hey, what's your favorite or what's your most memorable moment of working both on like what project and tell us about that. And then like internally. And, um, we were kind of surprised by some of the answers. And then like this sort of like this, this idea of like, you know, humanity started to emerge. We had, you know, set our core values on some strategic leadership retreat thing years ago. And we were intentional about them. It's not like that we weren't intentional, but like there were things that we carried and, and, and we would, you know, remind the team like, Hey, this is what we're about. Um, and somehow strangely, it felt very validating that the group we worked with at focus lab was like, kind of like, you guys really are about this. And like, we actually think that this is a great, you know, differentiator and good for your mm -hmm. position and highlight that yeah you're this very like you know down to earth easy to work with humans first kind of group empathy really is one of your core strengths yeah and so like that was probably the most surprising as you organically grow your company and brand is one of those things like emily was talking about before that's like a bit of an afterthought or sort of like you sort of like bolt things onto it without a lot of thought yeah um, you kind of hope that the visual identity matches the real, like, mm -hmm. you know, that it's a representation of the real McCoy. Um, and in this situation, like this experience, like we really got that, but we got the validation and they're like, Hey, what we had built really is a resemblance of like what we intentionally wanted to. And yeah. now our, our brand identity um, reflects that as well, which is really nice. Yeah, I think that's very much in line with what, what I was thinking. I, I was kind of thinking back to like those original like initial exercises that we went through and kind of not necessarily expecting to get as much out of them. And I think it was <clears throat> very surprising and very validating to come out of that thinking like, okay, we can say that we walk the walk, but like somebody else <laughs> saying it about us. Um, and and also wanting, wanting to like highlight it and bring it forward yeah. and like really to give us <clears throat> a language around it mm -hmm. to fully envelop it into our brand, right? Like it's not just something that's like core values that you're going to post on your wall or put in your employee handbook, right? Like it's something that yes. is going to become a core part of how everything else is sort of like built up around that um, without making it like too like overt or cheesy that like this is what we're about but like it really is at, at the heart of all of it um and i think the thing that i was most surprised about was probably the power and impact that having words and copy would be right like i didn't go into think of this thinking we're gonna rebrand and we're gonna have like a, an awesome like tagline and ways to talk about ourselves that we didn't necessarily have before yeah, I'm happy you said that. I, it, it's, I even struggle with it as a past designer, having started this company uh, in a world that just tends to gravitate towards design, right? We can, we can all look at a thing and say, oh, that looks cool. It's easy to pass over words and the strategy behind those words. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you're able to see the power of both of those assets now within your brand because it needs both of those. It can't be one-sided. Uh, so shout out to uh, Haley and Edoya. We're doing a lot of team shout outs today. Yeah. 
So I'll just inject this here. And uh, I mean, you probably felt this the whole time, but the team loved working with you all. Um, I often mention who I'm going to be recording with. I'll put it in the water cooler and Slack. Uh, and there was a lot of commentary back when they heard that I was going to be recording with the both of you. So the team says, hey, they love you. They miss you. Uh, I'll report back after we're done. Yeah, you can tell that it, it's likewise. We feel the same way. Thank God that form worked that time. It's weird, right? The world works in weird. Like, what if that form doesn't work? You think we're jerks and like this, none of this happens. We're doing something else in this one hour of time in our life. Mm -hmm. So post-project. So now um, you've gone through the whole project. You've, um, you've gotten your deliverables. You're excited about them. Will was wrong. Yay. And uh, we get to this and you kind of already hinted at it. This idea of like ROI, brand is mysterious. We all know it's valuable, but we're afraid to invest in it because we can't say, I put new sneakers on and now I can run faster like we did when we were kids in the mall. It's like really hard to quantify, although it's not, but we won't waste all our time talking about that. But um, I'm hopeful that you can at least explain a little bit of what you've been able to achieve since as a result of the brand, if not any actual like true ROI that you could say because of this, this. You know, um, yeah, this should just get put out on the internet that like Frank is like a perfectionist and sometimes it's a, it's to a fault. Um, and you know, the other thing to, we, we like, we have prepared the team for you and I to like go away for a while. And at first we hadn't told them like why, but it's that while we were working on it, we learned we were pregnant. Hmm. Uh, and so we told them, cause like, you know, the conversation happens like, all right, when are you all thinking about, you know, activating this? And it's like, you know, later this year, Q4 this year, <laughs> like, but it's January. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, but you know, we have, we're going to, we're going to take, you know, extended leave of absence. And they're like, why? <laughs> and we like, love that moment where it's like, well, I haven't told our family yet. Like we want to tell focus lab. Oh, but I see. Mom's going to be really, really upset if you tell your branding agency that you're pregnant before yeah. her. Um, but I thought we were besties. The relationship was so tight. Yeah. Well, yeah. Eventually, we did share that, like, we were expecting. Um, and we did take, I mean, Emily, Emily took about three months. Yeah. Um, and so it, it kind of, not that it got put on the back burner, it just got delayed. And that was mm -hmm. okay. Like, for us, we kind of, thankfully, we, we knew that uh, we were going to have a kid um, before we actually engaged. So we, we, we were prepared. We knew it was going to be a Q4 type of operation. Um, and then October of 2021, we even, we had the whole team in, like we did this offsite, um, shout out to the last few remaining people, I think is STC and Alex. Yeah. yeah. They just yeah brand support. Shirts for us, for our retreat. Um, and we did a presentation. We did like the internal launch, and uh, and then we sat on it for another year. <laughs> what the hell were you doing over there? Explain this. You know, it was a little bit of um, we. So we were in transition for like our operations, and then we were very very busy. I think you guys probably can relate. Like sometimes you get yes. really busy with client work. Yeah. Uh, and we tried to for a while find the right partner to help us with the website, like to actually design the site. Um, and then around this time last year, like it was just kind of difficult to find somebody that was available and was able to do it. Um, I should have been searching in January, you know? Yeah. We also, we had really high expectations. Like 
knowing that we were going to have to deal with the maintenance of our website and mm. wanted to make sure that it was something that was kind of going to be like up to our standards. And so we we're like, well, yeah. like we could outsource it. We could do this. Like we've kind of looked at a bunch of different we, options. Yeah, we did. Um, and because our website was such a pain point for us in the past, we wanted to make sure it was going to be something that we felt very in control over and that we could continue to iterate on it and improve it. Um, and so it's, I mean, it's the stereotypical thing of like cobbler's children never have shoes, right? Like yep. it took us a while to be able to really fully dedicate time. Um, and we had to very intentionally say like, okay, we're going to stop. We're going to set aside time for this person and Frank to like help out and like build this thing so we could finally get it across the finish line. That's why the egg didn't hatch. Yeah. The, the egg is hatched. So with that new brand out there. Yeah. So actually, now that I think about that, I mean, we're talking about only a couple months as, as you know, this this episode might not come out for a couple months. When I say what's the ROI, that's a pretty tough question at this point. So maybe what do you expect it to be able to unlock for you moving forward now is a better question. Yeah. I mean, it's always been like the investment was to reposition the company. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we expect it to help us unlock is um, continuing to en enable us to serve more up to middle market, even top middle, well, bottom middle market, bottom top market, top middle market, whatever. I didn't get an MBA and I'm, now I'm letting <laughs> know that as well. None of us small service-based business owners got MBAs for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah. This this is how we earned our MBAs, um, yep. but you know that's really what we have invested in it for. That's what we that's what the bet. That's why we made the bet um, mm -hmm. was having a more cohesive, mature identity. You know, m m like language that spoke to the customers that we wanted to attract. Because now we feel like we are a you know, an organization that has that like sophistication and the ability to deliver that we can begin looking at clients and markets that we before had a really hard time competing because of the perception of like the other, the, the, comp the competition, who else was, yeah. right. Yep. I think these days it's become a lot more than just like, what logos do you have on your site? Like, yes. you know, we work with small teams mostly, most of the time. But even when you're working in an enterprise agent, like enterprise organization, like you're usually working with a small team, like it's sure. two departments, five to eight people. And then they end up becoming like sort of a cohesive unit of your group if you're doing it right. Um, and so it's still like the same model. It's still the same cuddle soft. It's still the same approach. Um, it's just a, you know, now that the, hopefully the brand is positioned in a way where clients like that have more of a, um, uh, a, a more reassured feeling when they put us in the same bucket when they're comparing the people that have been the incumbents in that space for so long. Yep. Which is incredibly important. Incredibly important, which you understood, which is why you invested in that um, yeah. as a, as a smaller service-based um, industry or, or company, I should say, Emily, yeah. any thoughts that you want to add? I don't, I don't want to kind of cut you off here. Uh, no, I think I think that like what I expect to see is solidifying that more like immediate trust with folks. Like mm -hmm. when our brand speaks to that, that is like the first impression, and it kind of like starts us up a few more rungs on that ladder. Just like as soon as you you know start a conversation with somebody, it's just setting a foundation at a different level than what we had before. Um, 
And I think that it's always just going to be a differentiator, right? I think one of my favorite exercises that we went through um, when selecting the brand direction, when we had, you know, all those options on the table was to sit back and look at what does this look like on paper next to our competitors? Mm -hmm. And it was very eye-opening to see how even like visually similar everything was. So I think that that's what I, you know, hope to continue to see out of it is just that we're different and our brand shows that. Yeah. And you're clear now. There's no confusion, right? So that will attract the right people. It will repel the wrong people, but that's all that's all a good thing. Let's finish with a single wide word, wise uh, word or words from each of you. So if you were sitting down, friend, family, colleague, et cetera, and they, and they were saying, hey, I'm considering going through a rebrand, what would you tell them? You've shared a lot of those points, but what would you distill down to and say, hey, if you're going to do that? The, the preface is like, you have to find the right partner first, right? You have to have that, that relationship and that foundation. Um, but I really think it's release, like uh, you release your hold on who your brand was and what it looked like. You have to release the things that you maybe had in your head about where you want it to go. Um, those kind of like preconceived notions that you have. Um, and for us, we, we knew who we wanted to be and we knew what we wanted to come through but we had to let it come organically. Right. Like I remember we walked in the door and it was like, all right, what's, what's staying? Like, what do you have a hold on? And we're like, we're keeping the name and you can't use the color Navy blue. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Everything else came out of the process. Um, and I, we would have, we would have tried to steer it in a different direction if we hadn't just let everything else go and just let the process be the process. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done, but I appreciate you saying that because it is a really important part, that release. Yeah, I completely agree with her. Do I get to add something still, though? Absolutely. <laughs> I think there's two really important questions, and like these things got um, really solid for me as we went through the process. And again, like going back to like the vibe and, and being able to like trust in Focus Lab as a partner entirely. You know, I would ask people two questions. What, what do you think your brand is saying about you when you're not there? Like, what does it say about you? And then the other question is, what do you want it to say about you? And then I'm with Emily, like find a partner that can help you go from what it's currently doing for you to what you want it to do for you. Wow. Strong words at the end. Well done, both of you. Um, no prep on it. Frank comes with the, the slam dunk at the end. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you for spending well, time with me. Well, this was a blast. It was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. Again, people need to hear from the from the voices of people that went through it. It's easy for me as the leader of a brand agency to say, brand's important and make sure you do this and make sure you care about that. It's more authentic when the people that actually have just gone through it once share their perspectives on what that was like. So thank you for doing that. Um, we loved working with you. We're going to be cheering you on um, until the cows come home. And then um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. The end for now. Yeah. Well, back at you, man. And, and the rest of the team over there, it was a joy.